if you would, if you would, we're going to be in Hebrews, Hebrews chapter 4. We're going to be in Hebrews for this month, and the, the series is called Rest. It's called Rest, and it's not the type of rest you think that I'm talking about, but you're going to have some peace when we get through this series. I never really push and promote things to buy, but I'm going to encourage you to buy this series. Amen? We're going to make sure, Reverend Walden, we get with Sister Janice and the people in Atlanta, make sure we have this stuff packaged right so people won't be ashamed when they're walking around with the CDs and DVDs. We want to make Make it look good for them. But this right here, I know a lot of things went on at the at the White House, or at, not at the White House, at the Capitol. A lot of different things went on, uh, and, and people wanted me to address it. Well, I did something on Facebook, and, 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 and I'll talk about that later. But this word, I know a lot of times we as African-American preachers, a lot of times we're forced because of our people, not because you force us, but we always have to talk about what's going on, like the Freddie Grays and the Trayvon Martins. But I will say this, it's amazing how nobody really cared, not saying nobody, the Republicans really didn't care until they brought that stuff to their house. I, I, do, I do need to say that before I get into this word. It, it, nobody was concerned until they brought, now they want to take them off Twitter. Because you don't worry about nobody but yourself. But when it came to your house, oh, come on, somebody. Then, then you want to get upset. I thought I wasn't going to say nothing, but it just came out because I'm a Negro preacher. And, 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 and I need you to know, nobody can. Now everybody want to impeach him. He ain't got but two weeks. Stop wasting my time. Stop wasting my tax money. He, he gone. Now, now you want to get some, I'm going to say something. <laughs> Y'all know what I'm talking about. Now, 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 now you want to get some boldness. It, it's over. It's over. Why, why do it now? Because you know what they want to do? It? Because you want to protect your name. And you want to go down in history like you impeached him. But, but I need you to let them know it wasn't to the last week when he was already had his two-week notice. But I'm going to say that. And I'm, I'm done with it. I'm done with it. I ain't going to say nothing else. I know people get mad at me, but I need y'all to see the stunt uh, differences. The, the, the differences is when we protest peacefully and get knees on our necks. And people can go in there with the Capitol just walking by the police. Just walking by. Oh, they, you know no one's supposed to come in here. No one's supposed to come in. They're just walking by. Yeah. But anyway, I'm just going to go on that. Now, like, let's get into the Word of God. And then I got that out now, now that I addressed it, because people were asking me, was I going to address it? And it was weird, because people went, that didn't go to my church asking me to address it. And I was like, you must not know who I am. I address everything, but I ain't worried about this. But it did come out, so you got it. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hebrews 4, uh, 1 through 11, we're going to be in rest. See, now I can rest. I got it out. I don't even know how good I said it. I don't care how good I said it or bad I said it, but I said it. Hallelujah. Hebrews chapter 4, verses 1 through 11, and, and we're going to be in the series of rest. Lord, let's go. Hebrews 4, 1 through 11. Let us therefore fear, lest a promise being left us of entering into his rest. Any of you should seem to come short of it. For unto us was the gospel preached as well as unto them. Uh, but the word preached did not profit them, not being mixed with faith in them that heard it. For we which have believed do enter into rest. As he said, as I have sworn in my wrath, if they shall enter into my rest, although the works were finished from the foundation of the world. For he spake in a certain place of the seventh day on the wise, and God did rest the seventh day from all his works. And in this place again, if they shall enter into my rest, listen to this, this rest. Seeing therefore it remaineth that some must enter therein, and they to whom it was first preached entered not in because of what? Unbelief. Again, he limiteth a certain day, saying in David, today after so long a time, as it is said, today if ye will hear his voice, harden not your hearts. For if Jesus had given them rest, then would he not afterward have spoken of another day? There remaineth therefore a rest to the people of God. For he that is entered into his rest, he also has ceased from his own works, as God did from his. 
Let us labor, therefore, to enter into that rest, lest any man fall after the same example of unbelief. Lord, help me clear up sinuses, clear up whatever may be distracting me. Allow this word to go forth to thy people. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. I want to speak to you from the subject, don't miss your promise. Don't miss your promise. Uh, in verse 1, the warning is direct and forceful. Fear lest you should come short of God's rest. What is God's rest? What is the rest that is offered us in God? The meaning of the believer's rest is seen by looking at the illustrations in Hebrews 4, 4 through 9. He spake of a certain place on the seventh day. See, rest does not mean inactivity. When the Bible speaks of rest for the believer, it does not mean a state of life of inactivity or the, or for the believer. It does not mean that the believer sits and lies around or goes about relaxing and doing what he or she wants. It does not mean that the believer is freed from duty and responsibility. Uh, contrarywise, uh, uh, contrarywise, the believer's rest uh, means something far more meaningful and hopeful. God does not want us to cease uh, our labor, but he does want us to cease from the labor what we labor towards. He don't want us to cease labor, but he wants us to stop working towards some of the stuff we're working towards. See, verse 11 clearly says he wants us to labor to enter into the rest. He doesn't want us to labor to work. He doesn't want us to labor to be rich. He doesn't want us to labor to get ahead. He doesn't want us to labor to be healthy. He wants us to labor to rest. Don't you remember the verse that says, Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added unto you? Uh, Pastor, how we do that? You labor to rest in his word and understand that the work is already finished. Oh, y'all don't hear me. You already healed. You just got to call those things that be not as though they were. That will be done on earth as it's already done in heaven. It's already done. You just got to reach up to heavenly places to bring it down here. When God finished creating the earth and all of it, he did it in six days. He rested on the seventh day. Look at Peter, 2 Peter 3, 8 in, in, the, in the New Living Translation. 2 Peter 3, 8, New Living Translation. I'm going to read these words to make sure you get what I'm doing. Hey, can somebody close that door for me? But you must not forget this one thing. Dear friends, a day is like a thousand years to the Lord, and a thousand years is like a day. What does that mean? It means that God's concept of time is not like ours. God doesn't deal with linear or chronological time. He deals with circular time and Kairos time. See, linear time says, I'm, I'm five and then I'm 10 and then I'm 12. And when I get 16, I can do this. And when I get 21, I can do that. But God doesn't deal with linear time. He deals with circular time. He sees past, present, and future at the same time. God is interstellar. God, God sees everything at once. And he deals with Kairos time, which means no matter what time you're in, he plugs you when you're ready. God has no worry about time. He don't care how young or how old you are. He blesses you when he's ready to bless you. He promotes you when he's ready to promote you because he has no concept of time the way we have it. Why? Because before the foundation of the world, he had already made you. He had already built you. Before you was in your mother's womb, he already knew you. You're not 25. You're not 75. You are infinite. You are already living in eternity because you were already in the bosom of God. It was just when did he release you down here in this time and space? You already have all knowledge. You just go to school to prove it to some man you know. Oh. A thousand years is like a day. So what am I saying? I'm saying that we are still in the seventh day according to God. I'm going to blow some of y'all Baptist minds, but don't worry. I'm here to catch you. 
See, no matter what year we're in, 2021, 2025, we're still in the seventh day. Why? Because a thousand years is like a day, and a day is like a thousand years to God. But that doesn't mean a day is just a thousand years. It means God ain't stressing how long a day is. When he completed the, 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 the world and everything around it in six days, we don't know if it was six days or if it was a thousand. We don't know how long God took, but I do can tell you that we're in the seventh day. Why? Because he rested, and we can rest in his word the same way he finished the work he we are finishing work as well you got to labor in the word and he orders your steps in what his word but the problem with the church is we want to study everything but the word y'all don't hear what I'm saying we want to study all these other things but if we can just get the word he will order our steps in it the problem is he can't order our steps in the word because we don't read it enough some of y'all don't even, read, don't even read along with me on Sunday morning. See, in the Garden of Eden, the Garden of Eden means to be in the presence of God. Eden means to be in the presence of God. Adam was in the presence of God. He had to work the ground, but he did not have to sweat because the ground didn't yield thorns and thistles. The ground didn't yield uh, 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 pestilence. The, the ground didn't yield. Um, uh, 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 you didn't have flies and gnats. Everything was with the holy ease. Because it was in the presence of God. But then when Adam fell, it put us out the garden, out of the presence of God. But then the second Adam came, which is Jesus, and reconciled us back to God. And now we have the right to be in his presence and approach his throne boldly because we have been reconciled to him. We are righteous. We are called righteous. That doesn't mean you are righteous, but he calls you righteous because you're covered with the blood. And now you can walk in the presence of God just like Adam and Eve did before the fall. The problem is you keep going to your mama. You keep looking for your pastor. You keep looking for your deacon. When you need to get in the word of God so God can deliver you and take you to a new level in your life. Will you have enemies? Yes. Will you have problems? Yes, but you will have a peace because you understand that he who began a good work in me shall finish it. No matter what my enemy does or comes at me like a flood, my God will not let the water overtake me and I won't be burned by the fire. I will find my peace in the word. I'm trying to be calm. My people said I'd be getting too hype and they don't know what I'm talking about sometimes. So trying to control myself. When people come against you, you would just say, no weapon formed against me shall prosper. And then you will understand a weapon may be formed, but it won't win. Some of us think that a weapon will never be formed and we go crazy. But no, the weapon will be formed. You just won't lose. Y'all don't hear me. Ephesians 1.4 says... Uh, according as he has chosen us in him before the foundation of the world that we should be holy and without blame before him in love. The only reason you without blame is because you're covered by the blood of Jesus because you know what you did last night. I ain't even got to go back to last summer. Remember that movie? I remember what you did last summer. I remember what you did yesterday. <laughs> he told Jeremiah, I knew you before you was in your mother's womb. He already knew what you was going to do, mess up. That's why he did all this to save you. Eat, see, the more you get to know the word, the more you get to know God. Why? Because Jesus is the word. In the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. And the word came flesh and dwelt among us. That's Jesus. See, look at this. There is rest. Uh, there is the rest of deliverance and of salvation. This is the rest that Canaan had. And, and if you look in verse 5 and 6 in Hebrews that we just read, see, this promised land of Canaan is a type of heaven and of the eternal rest God has promised to believers. The enslavement of the Jews by Egypt is a type of the world's bondage and enslavement of man. 
See, the wilderness wanderings were a type of daily struggles and trials and temptation and storms of life that a person has to pass through in this life. Therefore, the believer's rest means the most glorious deliverance and salvation imaginable. So glorious that a person must not fail to secure this rest that I'm talking about. The believer's rest means the deliverance and salvation from slavery and bondage of the world, of like what Egypt was, from sin and death. The believer's rest rest it means the rest of conscience when one has ceased his struggling in the wilderness wanderings of life the trials and temptation and storms of life so even when I'm in a storm I know I'm alright you know how they say the captain gotta go down with the ship well, I ain't going down because the ship ain't going down where I'm at y'all don't understand the storm may be raging around me but, 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 but I ain't Jonah y'all, y'all don't hear me See, the believer's rest means the rest of conquest and triumph while one is entering and conquering the enemies of the promised land of heaven day by day. Even when you have enemies, you have rest because you know you're going to win. Can I go back to Bruce Lee? Y'all know how Bruce Lee be like, ooh, don't, don't, don't mess with me because he know he's going to win. That's how you need, that's the attitude you got to have at your job. Now, you ain't got to be doing this and taunting them, but in your mind, you got to be like, ooh. But every now and then, I do warn my enemies. Because I'm a pastor, so I got to, it's like having a black belt in karate. You, you got to warn folk, now I'm a lethal weapon. And you got to let people know I'm a, you a lethal weapon. And you might not want to keep putting your mouth on me. Because when I, when I talk to God, he going to handle you. Come on, somebody. You got to understand that God is on your side. And let, 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 let God arise and his enemies be scattered. And you know who God's enemy is? God's enemy is whoever your enemy be. Come on, somebody. Now, I'm not saying when you mad for no reason because you just petty. But I'm talking about when somebody coming against you, your God, you can rest in the word and understand that God sticks closer than any brother. He'll be right there. Even when you make your bed in hell, God is right there with you. Find comfort in his word that even though you jacked up and messed up, God is right there with you. God wants to give rest to whoever is weary and burdened, but finding this rest is based on whether you believe or not that his grace has made it available to us. We see the promise of rest for the believer in the Old Testament and we realize it is a shadow of the truth, of, of the future. Listen to me. Following this theme through the New Testament, we learn that Jesus is our rest. I'm going to slow down now. This promise has been available for the taking since the beginning of time and all that is required for us to reach this point is simply to trust and believe what God tells us. Read the book. You read the book to put your, put your game together for your child. You, you, you read a book to put your little cabinet together. You read a book to put your little desk table together. You, 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 you read a book to put the little bike together. Come on, somebody. You, 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 you read a book to know how to make sure your eyebrow ain't that high on this side and that high on that side. You, you, you read a book. You, 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 you went to a YouTube video. You studied. <laughs> you see, but you got to be ready. You have got to be willing to receive what he has for you. You got to be willing to receive it. This message is too important for us to misinterpret it. So I don't, I, I, I don't, I don't want to overcomplicate it, but I'm going to kind of teach the same thing I taught, just in a little different way. We must fear, in verse 1 it says, in Hebrews, we must fear lest we come short of the promise of, of entering to the rest. Verse 1 says, let us therefore fear lest the promise being left us of entering into his rest. You don't want to fall short. The gospel was preached to all, but those who did not hear it in faith did not profit from it. You can hear the word all day, but can you hear it in faith? All God's work have been finished since the foundation of the world. It's already done. Here, the word fear in this text means being cautious, aware, and diligent. In this context, resting means to rely on, have confidence in, and trust what God already did. See, can I tell you something? The highest form of faith is when we have, is when we can rest. (laughs) But resting again is not the same thing as doing nothing. God rested on the seventh day after creating heaven and earth. He rested because it was finished. 
and we should do likewise. The Old Testament was a shadow. Now I'm getting to the shadow of what was to come later. Jesus is our Sabbath. Look, look at this in Exodus 20, 8 through 11, because I want to make sure my old school saints follow me. I'm going to read this in the King James because I know you love the King James. So listen. It's funny. I, I didn't even realize what I did doing in but anyway, what I knew they knew, you know, anyway, I'm just messing with you. Don't, 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 don't kill me too. Don't, don't see Gene, Brother Gene Jarvis after me. But look, Exodus 28 through 11 says, remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. Now listen to me. Six days shall thou labor and do all thy work. But the seventh day is the Sabbath of the Lord thy God. In it thou shalt not do any work. Thou nor thy son, nor thy daughter, thy manservant, nor thy maidservant, nor thy cattle, nor thy stranger that is within the gates. For in six days the Lord made heaven and earth, the sea, and all that was in them, and rested the seventh day. Wherefore the Lord blessed the Sabbath day and hallowed it. See, the scripture is written before the cross. Before he restored everything, the first Adam lost and he fell into sin in the Garden of Eden. This is a shadow of what's to come in the new covenant. When we are reconciled back unto God by Jesus and had all of our authority returned to us when Jesus was crucified in our place for all of our sins that held us back from walking in authority, we were given to operate in rest. But if you don't believe me, let's go to Colossians 2, 16 and 17 in the King James. Let no man therefore judge you in meat or in drink or in respect of any holy day or of the new moon or of Sabbath days. Underline that in your Bible. But, but, but remember, it says, let no man therefore judge you in this, right? Not even on Sabbath, which are a shadow of things to come. But the body is of Christ. In other words, Jesus is my Sabbath, not a day. I rest in Jesus because it's finished. I, I, I remember last week, and God got a, the other week when I said I believe Jesus was petty because, because he was healing people on the Sabbath day and in church and, and people getting mad. But what he was trying to do was let them know he was breaking down tradition because no longer do you have to rest on a day, a certain day. You rest in him because he is the Sabbath. He is your feast of weeks. He is your feast of tabernacle. He is your, your, your sacrificial lamb. He is our all those rituals they did in order to, to, to heal and get atonement for sin. He is the bullock. He is the turtle dove. He is the calf. He is the sacrifice. He is the Sabbath. He is the high priest that let his own self go to the cross. So now you, it was a shadow. When you rested on a day, it was a shadow of what was to come. So now it's not a Saturday or a Sunday that's a Sabbath or a Monday or a Tuesday. Your Sabbath is Jesus. When you rest, you rest in God every day because God has already finished the work through Jesus. Don't ask me, ask Colossians. 2.16, let no man therefore judge you in meat or in drink or in respect of any holy day or to the new moon or the Sabbath days in 17, which are a shadow of things to come, but the body is of Christ. The body, the Sabbath is Christ himself. He is your rest. Why are you worried about your enemies? Why are you worried about it? There are some to whom the gospel was preached who do not enter into God's rest because of their unbelief. There remains a rest for his people. And those who enter in have ceased from their own efforts. We must work to enter in. Oh, I guess we don't have the title graphic. Oh, it don't look as good. I'm just throwing it out there. But don't, don't worry about it. If, it's, if you got it on the backdrop for that, I just got to get it out because sometimes you just got to let it out. It's going to bother me the whole sermon. It's just in the back of my mind. Even today, but if you got it right, don't worry about it because I said it. Even today, I'm resting. <laughs> Y'all know how I used to get all mad. I'm resting in him. I know you're going to get it right. 
I know one day the graphics are going to be where they're supposed to be. I know they're going to check the drop box because it's been in there for about a week. I know it's going to happen because I'm resting in his word. It ain't my job. I got people that get paid to do this. So I'm going to rest in him. Even today, some people still struggle because they don't believe that everything they need is already finished. I believe it's finished. I believe it's finished. See, see, religion says we must work to try and finish what Jesus has already completed. But the only work remaining for us is to enter into his rest. If it is labor for us to resist what the world tells us and to deliberately work to make sure we agree with everything God tells us, that's what the labor is. The labor is if you're walking on the water, Peter, stop looking at the waves. Look at Jesus. Because the waves are only a prop. It's only a movie set that the devil has shown you. Because those things which are seen are temporal. Those waves and those people coming against you and coronavirus and cancer and, 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 and all these different infirmities and diseases and racism and setback. Those are all props that the devil puts in your way to make you think you won't succeed. But if I keep looking at Jesus and focus in his word, I don't worry about what's going on on the right and the left. If I worry about the horizontal, God will take care Sorry if I worry about the vertical, God will take care of the horizontal. Horizontal, he will. Worry about this, and he'll worry about that. Worry about this, he'll worry about that. Worry about this, he'll worry about that. Worry about this, he'll worry about that. Don't worry about how many enemies around you. They come at you like a flood, he got you. He done already told, they come. He done already told you in his word they come at you like a flood, girl. Stop crying. Messing up your makeup, and God has already finished the work. He left me. God told him to leave so you can have a better life. Rest in his word. You will receive a hundredfold in this lifetime with persecution. Stop crying. You about to get blessed. He prepares a place for me in the presence of my enemies where if I ain't got no enemies, I ain't about to get blessed. In fact, I'm taking applications. Anybody want to be my enemy just so I can get more blessed? Inbox me. <laughs> <laughs> Religion tells you to work. Spirit tells you to rest. Oh, y'all don't hear me. Look at Galatians 5 4. Uh, I know I ain't. I got a good mystery mix today. Huh? Galatians 5 4 says, Christ is become of no effect unto you, whosoever. Of you are justified by the law, ye are fallen from grace. So if you keep trying to work in the law, go ahead and have the law. Now, yes, you, sh you shouldn't kill, you shouldn't do this, but you got to understand that at the end of the day, you're never going to be perfect. Now, I ain't saying go kill nobody. That was the wrong examples. But, but, but the thing about this, you, 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 you're not going to be perfect. That's why he came and did it. See, falling from grace doesn't mean you fall into sin. It means you fall back and trying to do everything on your own. Y'all don't hear me. You're leaning on your own understanding instead of his spirit, which will cause you to become overwhelmed and stressed. You know why you stress? Because you keep trying to do it on your own. I can't do it, Lord. He knows, damn it. Let it go. I didn't mean to call you done. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. But... Read your word. When you rest in him, you are always at peace in the midst of the storm because you know the storm is just biblical because you know that God is allowing people to see you go through the storm just so he can get glory out of your life. 
So people can say, oh, I thought that joker was going to die. How in the world did he make it out of that one? Everybody got popcorn and cookies and, and milk and coming to your demise and then grab the Hennessy and sipping on the sidelines to watch you fall. Oh, Lord, they done got this. Oh, Lord, they messed up. Oh, he done for it now. But then in the midst of it, when people come to see your crucifixion, what they really come is see your resurrection. Y'all don't hear what I'm saying. God is getting glory out of your life. You are a walking epistle of God. Sometimes people don't read the Bible just like you don't like you should, but they will read your life and say, how in the world did he or she make it out of that? And you can just say, if it had not been for the Lord on my side, Rest, and you won't worry about the storm. See, when we truly believe we are free to receive what God wants to give us, see, he, he has made us to sit down in heavenly places with Christ. Ephesians 2, 6 said, he, he didn't cause you to sit down in heavenly places. Some of y'all down here in the natural fighting everybody when you should be sitting in the holy of holies up there with Jesus praying, letting God handle your enemies. Come on, somebody. Letting God help you with your promotion. Yes, you need to fill out the application, but you need to go to God before you call on pastor. You need to go to God before you call on your deacon. You need to go to God before you call on your mother or your father or your supervisor you need to go to him and let him order you where you should go you need to be sitting in heavenly places praying in your spiritual prayer language so that God can download into your mind what you need to do stop thinking on your own your feeble minded self stop leaning on your own understanding sitting and resting are synonyms how well we sit and rest determines how well we walk and live. I'm trying to talk to somebody, but I'm not talking about resting, going to sleep. I'm talking about resting in the word of God. I'm talking about resting in the finished works of Jesus Christ. See, see, let me help people because some people think the Old Testament and the New Testament don't go together. They go together. And that's why you got to understand it's the Old Covenant and the New Covenant. He knew you couldn't keep the Old Covenant. So he sent Jesus. See, he gave you the Old Covenant, which was based in the law. Come on, somebody. The New Covenant still didn't do away with the Old Covenant as far as what you're supposed to do. As far as uh, you need to not be, uh, 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 you shouldn't sin, you shouldn't do this, you shouldn't steal, you shouldn't lie. But now the sacrifice is Jesus and in the midst of this series we'll bring all this together but 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 you're gonna have to get these CDs and DVDs or you ain't it's gonna blow your mind because God take you somewhere Deuteronomy 6 10 through 12 in the King James Version See, I'm coming for you old school I'm coming for you I gotta I gotta reteach you gotta reteach you and it shall be when the Lord thy God shall have brought thee into the land which he swear unto Thy fathers. Can I tell you something? See, some of y'all who haven't been to church and you come in because it's New Year's and I'm getting all these inbox messages about how you want to come to church. Right now, just watch live. We'll, we'll be open. But what I want to tell you is, I'm not saying is you should have stayed away from church, but one thing you don't have to do, you don't have to unlearn nothing. Because someone has learned some religious stuff that don't make sense. When I became an assistant principal of instruction, I was the dumbest person in the room. I was so dumb. I didn't even know what question to ask. Have you ever been in class and didn't even know what question to ask? Everybody was laughing at me. I was a black assistant principal of instruction at a predominantly white school. And they were looking at me like, who is this dumb joker over here? He need to stick to discipline. And, and, but the thing about this, they had a new system. And everybody kept trying to work the old system, but it was a new system. Oh, y'all don't hear me. I, I hear revelation coming. I, I, everybody was trying to work the old system. So I was learning a new system. So I would work every week because everybody was calling me dumb. And you know my tongue ain't the best on being sheathed in its shield. So if you come for me, you know, I'm, 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 I'm EPMD. You smack me, I smack it back. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's just who I am. You get away with it on Sundays and Tuesdays. That's all. <laughs> Sundays and Tuesdays I'm a great man of God <laughs> I will bite my tongue I will sheath my sword <laughs> I don't care how dumb I am keep talking <laughs> anyway let me get back to this sermon there's something wrong with me that's why you be messing up with your edits I get it I get it I just be going on tangent just splice it up put it together it'll work <laughs> hey, look 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 though 
I was dumb, but, but everybody was trying to do the old system. So in a minute, I learned the new system because I didn't have to unlearn the old system. Oh, y'all don't hear what I'm saying. See, you, you got an advantage because you see the Old and the New Testament at the same time. You don't have to unlearn nothing. That's why they would get mad at Jesus. He was healing everybody on Sabbath. They had to unlearn what they knew. And now you're telling me I ain't got to go get a turtle dove no more because some man that went on the cross and died. I don't have to do all this. I don't have to go to Leviticus and find all these different animals. <clears throat> Eventually, I was smarter than everybody and I was teaching them how to do it. Why? Because I knew the new system without having to unlearn the old system. So new Christians, don't feel bad and don't let old school saints and don't let even saints who ain't even old school that's just been in church longer than you make you feel bad. Just get in the word and read it for yourself. Ask somebody who you trust to help you get it. But at least you don't have to learn to un uh, unlearn the old religious messed up system. Huh? I'm just talking to somebody. Deuteronomy 6, 10 and 12. Did I read anything? Or did I just start talking? Y'all don't know either. And it shall be when the Lord thy God shall have brought thee into the land which he swear unto thy fathers, to Abraham, to Isaac, and to Jacob, to give thee great and goodly cities which thou buildest not, and houses full of all good things which thou fillest not. I mean, you ain't done nothing. Sound like somebody on your job? <laughs> And wells dig that thou diggest not, and vineyards and olive trees that thou plantest not, when thou shalt have eaten and be full. But you ate everything. Ain't did a thing. Then beware lest thou forget the Lord, which brought thee forth out of the land of Egypt from house of bondage. Look at it, look at it, look at it. God promised his people he would give them cities they did not build. Houses full of good things, wells they didn't dig. Only thing he said was, remember me. Praise God that Maxwell Realty is doing good. I wasn't even trying to advertise that, but it's doing well. But I praise God for it. You understand? I praise him for it because I know it's not me. I was reading my words, sitting in the house in isolation, 14 days, got to sit down, and I'm selling houses at home. Ain't went nowhere. Sitting in the house. Quarantine. Can't do nothing but read the word of God. And everything just started blowing up. Oh, y'all don't hear me what I'm saying. In two weeks, <laughs> sitting at home, I had three closes, two listings, and another contract. Sitting at home. Read my word. He'll give you houses you didn't build. And the only thing he said was, tell me thank you. Oh, come on, somebody. But he don't, he wants you to be, he wants you to do it like a diva, though. He don't want you to just say thank you to him in your prayer closet. He wants you to thank him everywhere. Tell them what goodness God has given you. He wants you to go tell somebody how blessed you are because he gave you this. He gave me a good message, blessing girl. Press down, shaking together, and running over. Girl, you know why I got this lace front so tight? Because the Lord blessed me with my business. You know what? You know how I got these stilettos, girl? Because my God. God is so good. I ain't had to go to Payless and get the Uchi. I got the real Gucci. <laughs> I don't know where my mind goes. I'm resting in him. I take no responsibility for this word. <laughs> Joshua 24.13 says, And I have given you a land for which ye did not labor, and cities you didn't build. And ye dwell in them of the vineyards and the olive yards that ye planted not, but you eat. <laughs> God, is, <coughs> God is saying, I don't need you to labor to do anything. I can give you all this stuff. I don't need you to do it. I just need you to labor to rest in my word. I don't need you. I can bless you without you. I can bless you without you. I can give you stuff without you lifting a finger because I'm God. Because I'm the Alpha and the Omega. Because I'm the beginning and the end. 
Oh, don't worry, I ain't finished yet. I got about two more minutes. Ha! Can give you a house you ain't even buy. <laughs> I can give you vineyards you didn't even build. I don't need you to bless you. I just need you to get in your word. Oh, y'all don't know what I'm talking about. I'm trying to get out of here, but I ain't rushing. Turn your heat on outside. I got you. We're going to come inside soon. Come on, bear with me. Bear with me. I, I got to get you to get this. These things were not given to them based on their self-efforts. It was given to them based on their faith and their belief. All things are possible to him or her that believes. Three. Oh, let me read this. I'm in, now I'm in the NLT version. Don't no worry, old school saints. It's still the Bible. It's still the Bible. <laughs> John 4, 9 through 14. The woman was surprised for Jesus, for Jews refused to have anything to do with the Samaritans. Jesus was talking to the Samaritan at, at the well. She said to Jesus, you are a Jew. And I am a Samaritan woman. Why are you asking me for a drink? Jesus replied, if you only knew the gift God has for you and who you are speaking to, you would ask me and I would give you living water. You don't know me. That's what God telling you unbelievers. You don't know me. But sir, you don't have a rope or a bucket. How you going to get some water? She didn't say that. I said. <laughs> And this well is very deep. Where would you get this living water? You know, she kind of freaky, so she don't know what water. Jesus talking about. She thinks Jesus trying to creep. What water are you talking about? <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Jesus, don't kill me. And besides, <coughs> do you think you're greater than our ancestor Jacob? Who gave us this? She straight clapped at Jesus. We dug, Jacob dug this well. You talking about you can get this without a rope or a bucket? There's a hole in the bucket. But how can you offer better water than he and his sons and his animals enjoy? Come on now. How you going to do this? Jesus replied, anyone who drinks this water will soon become thirsty again. Subtle shade. She thirsty. Mm, you'll get it when you go home. But those who drink the water I will give will never be thirsty again. It becomes a fresh bubbling spring within them, giving them eternal life. So Jesus telling her, I'm going to give you living water. I don't need the water. You got no way. That's really what he's saying. Can you read the Bible with me? Look at this. John 4, 31 through 32, New Living Translation. Meanwhile, the disciples were urging Jesus, Rabbi, eat something. But you reply, I have a kind of food you know nothing about. I ain't hungry. See, what, what they say, compared to what Jesus has for us, we can't give him nothing. You know what I realized? As a minister of the gospel, I kept trying to create sermons. Some people got saved, some people got delivered, but I was trying to do it. And Jesus told me when I was sitting at home, will you stop trying to give me something and sit your tail down and let me give something to you because I came to minister to you. I came to minister to you, not you to me. And when you rest in me and let me give you something, you can more freely give. Those who receive from Christ and rest in Christ and commune with Christ and sit at the feet of Christ, once you are filled up, you're able to give more. You can't give out of your emptiness. You can't give out of your fatigue. You can't give out of your tiredness. Jesus told them in Matthew 10, 8, New Living Translation, heal the sick, raise the dead, cure those with leprosy, and cast out demons. Give as freely as you have received. They were with him all the time. He's saying, give like I gave to you. Oh, don't worry, we're going to get out of here. See, some of y'all are going to want me to preach because when I preach, I'll be a little shorter. 
I'm trying to think of, let me see how much I got left. I'm almost done. I was going to break it up. I had already broke it up one time. Just bear with me. Bear with me. Bear, bear with me. Thank you. We got to first sit and receive. Go, go, go to Luke 10, 38 through 42. You can do great exploits when you fellowship with Jesus. See, as Jesus and his disciples continued their way, <clears throat> put it like that, I'm just going to set up a story. Jesus, Lazarus had just died, right? Lazarus had just died, and now uh, he's over there at Martha's house and Mary's house, and Martha is making the food because you know how people come at the funeral. Uh, they come and they do the repast, and she's cooking everything up, and she's cooking the food, and she's cooking up, and she's cooking the food. And, 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 and Jesus is sitting there talking to Mary, and Martha gets mad and say, why you keep talking to Mary? She ain't even doing that. She's straight snitching. Do you know some people snitch on you to Jesus? Because sometimes, you, sometimes you, you might have done something. But, but sometimes they don't understand where you're going when they're following you. I had a whole bunch of church folks snitch on me to Jesus. We're we, we going to get these lights right and just keep them somewhere. Did it, it, it just change? It didn't. It's just me. Sorry. I'm just, help me, Lord. Look, 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 look. And look at verse 40. This is what I want you to see. It says, um, it says that, Martha was distracted by being by the big meal she was preparing. Look at look at this. She was thank you so much. She was distracted. Jesus told Mary. Jesus told Martha, Mary, know what she's doing. She's getting the good part, and she ain't going to miss no blessing because she's in me, communing with me. I know Lazarus is dead. I know she's making a meal, but this, I'm right here. You shouldn't be worried about nothing else because I'm right here. Don't worry about no chicken. I can make chicken. I fed 5,000 folk with two, fish, with two fish and five loaves of bread or something. I don't know if I said it right or not, but at the end of the day, I can feed whoever I want, whenever I want, How I won't. In fact, he ended up raising ladder from the dead anyway. So Mary wasn't cooking no food. She sat in the presence of Jesus. What are you paying attention to more than Jesus that Jesus would resurrect if you stop looking at it and look at him? Oh, you better hear me. Are you looking at your business? This loan officer called me crazy, so of course I didn't use her anymore because she kept telling me, why did you leave all that money on the table? Why did you wait eight years before you started your real estate company here? I said, because God told me not to start it. He wouldn't let me start it. He told me to wait. How do you know that? Because God told me. And then she kept saying, it was cool when she was asking questions, but then when she said, that don't make no sense. I don't understand why people do that. Because I know God. Now, you can have all your cards back because I don't know about your house, but that's for me and my house. We're going to serve the Lord. That's why we blessed. You get blessed when you stay in the face of God. Why you keep answering your phone when you supposed to be reading the word of God? Why you keep looking on Instagram when you're supposed to be in your prayer closet? I know you do it because I do it too. And we need to stop. Some of y'all think why we know what you do because we be doing some of the stuff. He was teaching her to stay in her, his face. He said, look, in Matthew 20, 28, I'm going to close with this. <coughs> the son of man came not to minister, to be ministered to, but to minister and give his life for many. Jesus came to serve and not be served. When we are ministering to others, yes, it's better uh, to give than to receive, as Acts 20, 35 says, but that's when we serve in the world. That's when we're helping people. But, 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 but you need to understand God wants to minister to us and have us receive what he gives. When we draw from him, we become better givers. I am going to rest in him more. That's why, I, I, like I said, I don't know if it's right or wrong. I don't know if they got the graphic, they looked at the graphic or not, but I can't worry about that. I got to rest in God and know that eventually I'm going to be able, this is what I'm believing, I'm going to be able to just put my head between my knees like Elijah and pray and let my servants go look for rain. There's a cloud the size of a man's hand and I can hear that. Why? The only reason I can hear that is because the servant, because the staff, 
because the deacons, because the trustees, because the parking administrator, because the camera team, because the media team, because the praise team, because the minister of music, because everybody that works for God under my tutelage, under the covering that I'm supposed to give, shall be able to do everything they're supposed to do. So now I can be in the posture of prayer. I'm about to free some preachers up. Stop letting people make you feel bad. You can't go visit every sick person. That's why you got deacons. You can't go see everybody all the time. You can't count all the money all the time. That's why you got trustees. You got to use the people around you so you can be in prayer and bring a powerful word of God. Stop letting your crazy old school, new school, middle school church folk make you feel bad. When you rest in his word, because when you rest in his word, you know what you are? You are the undercurrent. You are the wind beneath their wings that causes them to rise. You are the wind just like the wave. The wave doesn't rise by itself. There's wind. There's an undercurrent. Come on, somebody. I'm about to give you an undercurrent that's going to take you from where you were in 2020 and take you to great expectations in 2021. I'm about to be the undercurrent that makes your marriage better. I'm about to be the undercurrent that makes your job better. I'm about to be the undercurrent that takes you to a whole nother level. Great expectations. God is about to take you to another level in life. God is about to move you. God is about to increase your wealth. God is about to give you a good measure blessing. Press down, shaking together, and running over. God is about to bless you tremendously. God is about to take you to new heights. Get in your word. Follow me as I follow Christ. I ain't worrying about hooping and hollering. I got to make my voice get better anyway. That's why I had to stop you. I, I was about to go there. I went there a little bit. I was about to... Mm. Mm. Now nah, I'm just tripping. I need you to labor. Verse 11, I'm going to read this and sit down. There's labor, therefore, to enter into that rest, lest any man fall after the same example. I'm going to end with this. We can come short of God's rest because God has sworn that unbelievers shall not enter his rest. The verse is clear. The person who believes enters God's rest, but the person who does not believe does not enter. That means if you believe in his rest, you will get rest here and rest in the next life. See, the tragic thing is this conclusion. God has sworn that the unbeliever shall not enter his rest. The unbeliever has no hope, nothing to look forward to in this life except trials, suffering, emptiness, loneliness, disease, accident, temptations, and death. A life without permanent meaning and significance and purpose. He has nothing or she has nothing to look forward to in the future life except judgment, condemnation, and alienation from God. God has sworn the person who does not believe in his son that eternal rest, deliverance, and salvation are in Jesus Christ shall not enter his rest. There shall be no peace, no deliverance, no salvation, no new day for the unbeliever.